Hello, I am Joshua. And I'm Jamie. And, and we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Daredevil. Episode 9, and in this episode we're going to be covering um, Daredevil issues 70 through 74 and a couple of Iron Man issues, Iron Man 35 and 36. Um, quick recap of where we are. Um, the, uh, the issue before this one was um, the... Well, Karen left. Karen left. She's in Los Angeles. Yeah. Doing the whole acting, acting gigs. Yes. She's actually doing quite well. She's successful. Yeah, I guess this is what Hollywood's really like. Everyone comes down, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Karen's a pretty face. She gets starring roles. It's that <laughs> easy. Like that. It's that easy, everybody. Yeah, come to Hollywood. Yeah, everyone. anyone who wants to be an actor, <laughs> you know what to do. Um, so this group of issues, I know we had some writers coming in, and, and mm-hmm. we had a couple of one-shots from people, and mm-hmm. then um, uh, Jerry Conway ends up taking over for, yeah. a, for a very, very long haul. Yeah, this is um, I think, 70 and 72 of Roy Thomas's last issues as writer, I believe, or 70 and 71. Yes, uh, and in 70, they also listed um, Gary Frederick. Gary Frederick, yeah. As, as uh, contributing to the writing, so. Yeah, and Gary Frederick and Jerry Conway were both um, uh, people that Roy Thomas had kind of brought in to Marvel at that yeah. point, I guess. Um, they were people who knew... Um, Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas is kind of moving into the Stan Lee role at this stage, which right. is in the 70s, in 1970, uh, the end of 1970, going into 71. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, um, Jerry Conway was 18 when he started writing. I know, I saw that. Daredevil 72 was his first superhero mm-hmm. comic book, and he was only 18 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he kind of, um, Jerry Conway is one of those writers who I really, he created uh, Firestorm, who's one of my favorite characters. He also co-created Punisher. Yes, another favorite of mine. And I think uh, one of his biggest things that he's known for was um, uh, killing Gwen Stacy. Yes, yeah, Yeah. he he was the guy who snapped the neck, (laughs) heard around the Marvel (laughs) Universe. Um, And uh, he... He does a lot of writing on the series, but he never quite gets Daredevil's voice, I find. And it's kind of interesting yeah. for me. He's really... It's a definite change from Roy. Yeah. Um, which was a de- which was a big change from Stan Lee. Yeah. And uh, there... And we were talking about this earlier before we started the podcast. There were parts of Jerry Conway's... Uh, or some of his stories and some of his writing that I actually did really like a lot. Mm-hmm. And then there were parts where I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And then... It's just it's it's a mix match too because sometimes it would happen within an issue too. Yeah. It wouldn't be like I hated the whole issue. It'd be oh I really liked the issue, but man, there were some parts in it I just really didn't like. Yeah, and even like a, a single panel would yeah. have something in it which I found myself I, getting confused. A lot yeah, I the best way I could describe it was his writing is very theatrical, mm-hmm. kind of over the top. He uses a lot of exposition, mm-hmm. a lot of narration. And 
anything that's happening, okay, let's say it's not action. Let's say it's Daredevil that is swinging from flagpole to flagpole. Mm-hmm. Um, what he'll do, Jerry, is he, he'll explain what's going on through narration while he's talking about how Daredevil's able to do it mm-hmm. while we're also reading what Daredevil's thinking. Yeah. And all these things are happening simultaneously. Yeah. And uh, it does get confusing at points, but it also makes it very tiring to read. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you read comics for action for the yeah. most part, and you want things to continue to flow. And you were, it's like you were reading a play yeah. with him, and, and it was very drawn out and very long. And there were times when I would turn a page, and I would see there'd be so much dialogue, and I'd do one of these... Uh, <laughs> all right, well, 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 here I go. Start with panel one. Yeah. Uh, but but then again, he did, he crafted some really good stories too, and there yeah. and, and he was really good at storytelling. It's just very wordy, mm-hmm. and it's not something that I'm used to specifically with these earlier Daredevil issues because yeah. most of the earlier stuff they, they didn't have any exposition. Or, it was all just you know action, 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 action. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing I think he did really well. One thing um, I'll, I'll credit him with. Is the he he has a great job of creating this um, this thing where Karen is really upset that Matt is is Daredevil. That, mm-hmm. That's the thing that's keeping her from committing to him. It's this fear that he's Daredevil and he wants to be Daredevil and he's going to get hurt and she can't she can't deal with that. Right. And because of that, she rejects him. And because he's rejected, Matt starts to regress um well not regress he starts to lean harder on the daredevil persona it's his way of clearing his mind so there's this great um Mm -hmm. contrast between him him feeling like because she doesn't want him he has to be daredevil right and her not wanting him because he is daredevil and he does a really good job with that dynamic i Mm -hmm. think um uh, gary friedrich fred fred Friedrich, Frederick, Frederick. I, I um, think it's Frederick. Who um who scripted um 70 um on on Roy Thomas's plots. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a writer. I'm, I think he grew up in the same town as Roy Thomas. And um, he took the Marvel writing test. And Stan Lee wasn't that impressed. But, right. but Roy Thomas said, no, I think he's got something. And he's someone who comes into the... He, I, think he writes a few a, more. I think that was the same thing with uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Conway, too. Right. Stan Lee wasn't impressed either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that this is a time when Roy Thomas is starting to shape the the Marvel Universe a little bit because these characters, I mean, Roy Thomas was writing a lot of the books at this moment, at this point. Jerry Conway starts to write a lot of the books as well, so they start to pick up on... Could could you imagine being hired by Marvel when you're... he was? I think he was 17 um, when he was hired. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being hired at 17 for Marvel nowadays, knowing what Marvel is, what it is? Yeah, I mean... Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like, um, I guess, the closest thing to that um, in the modern age is like a Rob Liefeld or someone like that yeah. who, who was like 18, 17, 18 when he jumped on the Marvel ship. Right. Um, anyway, um, I've got my notes. You hear my notes rattling yeah, away here. Yeah, here I'll rattle mine so Thank it's not you. just you we, making we noise. took notes. Yeah. I, I think, um, well, I can't remember if it was the last episode or a couple before that. I, I was noteless and it didn't work out for me. Um, which brings us to a, a little announcement, which is um, because my brain is having trouble remembering stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about maybe going weekly with the podcast. So yeah. um, maybe from this episode, nine and then ten will be the first full weekly leap. All but, right. Um, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that, but we, we feel like that could work because yeah. uh, we're enjoying doing this. Oh, it's a, it's it's a lot of fun. I, 
reading all of these old issues and you know diving into the 70s it's yeah. great i'm learning a lot about the 70s actually yeah. that, that i didn't know just yeah. through the artwork alone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know all, all the style the buildings and everything and yeah and that's it's, a, been kind it's, of, it's been fun and very enjoyable yeah it's 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 this period where it's i think um in the daredevil uh, stories especially it's the first time that new york starts to become like a sinister place Right. Like before this, it's been this kind of fantastical. It's Manhattan. It's beautiful. It's all these buildings, and they move around, and everyone talks about how lovely Manhattan is. And then there's moments in some of the stories in in this uh, in this period where it becomes about the you know the bums and the hippies and the, mm-hmm. the punks that are moving People in and protesting the Vietnam War. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's definitely like a, a a big shift in what's happening in the society in in the world at this moment. Yeah. And starting with issue seventy, one thing I mm-hmm. wanted to point out was. Um, uh, if you notice the very first page of, of issue 70, it, uh, it shows the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's called the, the Tribune, mm-hmm. um, who, he, who acts as judge, jury, and executioner. And we'll talk more about it as we go over the next couple issues. But it actually shows, like, it sums up the whole, kind, the, the whole two-story little arc on the first page is like a preview of what you're going to be reading about. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I don't think that's happened at any point. No. Most all the other issues we've read up to this point, it's all been we discover who the bad guy is, uh, which we still do in this one, but they don't give us any hint of what he looks like or anything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it was just interesting that it started with a big splash page of the villain, the Tribune, mm-hmm. using his gavel, shooting out rays and yeah, he's, Lady he's Liberty in the background, Daredevil doing flips and stuff. It, yeah. was, it was just... I noticed that right away. It just kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, That's and an it, has the, it has the, the, the film cells for the, uh, the the name of the villain and the, the credits are in film cells, which mm-hmm. is which ties into the character who is... Um, this, an actor. Uh, an actor. Mm-hmm. Which ties into Miss Karen Page. Miss Karen Page, yes. Yeah. So it starts in... We're in Hollywood Boulevard, but uh, Daredevil isn't anymore. And Correct. it shows a, um, a Patriots rally. And it's this uh, this guy Buck Ralston uh, who's talking about the silent majority, the pinko scum, and the you know the the commies and the the people who aren't American. And he wants to make people remember what it means to be American. It's right. kind of a, uh, funny that that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> and, the, way uh, the story he, is. He's having his big rally, and Karen Page is there mm-hmm. with I think her manager. Yes. And uh, they're they're watching him up there giving this big speech and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, Karen is, uh, you know, they want Karen to notice. Oh, it's it's you know, it's uh, it's Buck. You know, aren't you amazed by Buck? And Karen's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you know, this yeah. is great. But all she can do is think about Matt. All she's doing is thinking about Matt. And this is something that um, they do this in several panels. Um, Gene does, and I really like Gene Colan's art. But one thing that he's been doing a lot of is trying to morph images together in a single panel mm-hmm. where it'll be like a close-up of a character's head and then they'll, he'll try to draw what that character is thinking mm-hmm. literally placed on top of their head yeah. and I don't think it really works in most panels mm. it's kind of distracting and, and it wasn't and I'm not trying to bash him because I like Gene Colan he, he's done a great great job of Daredevil so far but uh, he, he does he does this a lot in these couple issues when when he'll show Karen Page and, and it'll have pictures of Matt and Daredevil right in front of her face kind mm-hmm. of trying to fade in and yeah. I mean it just looks a little silly and it might be too with the coloring style of the time period mm. where they just use flat colors and there's no fading so it just kind of looks like layers on top of each other um, 
But yeah, so Karen's thinking about Matt, yeah. and and even though she went to Hollywood to be an actor and to get away from Matt, it's not really her main focus yeah. at the moment. Yeah. It's everyone else's focus. Be like, come on, yeah. you know, this is your chance. You can get these starring <laughs> roles. You can do this. Yeah. And then Buck, they, they actually bring her up to Buck mm-hmm. right after the rally's over. And uh, Buck takes a look at her and says some kind of sleazy line like, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're a babe. Heck, yeah. You yeah. know, maybe we, we might have a role for you. And Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell if he was like a, he, he kind of he's presented as looking like a Slim Pickens kind of character or like a. Yeah, like a very cowboy. Very and, cowboy, straight from Texas, wearing you know, wearing the cowboy boots and the cowboy hat. Uh, and Karen, you know, she's she's dressed in in seventies seventies galore. All of her. There are her some outfit. amazing outfits in this <laughs> this period. I mean, there's a lot of cravats for for Matt when we move on. And speaking of Matt, we jump to New York, and we see Daredevil, and he's swinging. Swinging through the city that he loves so much. Yeah. And he swings past... Uh, he's, he's thinking about Karen. <laughs> thinking about Karen. <laughs> but he swings past the Hilton, um, where the vice president, Mr. Spiro Agnew, is staying. And there is a crowd protesting, protesting him. And this right. is around... I mean, this is uh, November 1970, so we're not quite into um, Watergate territory here, but we are in the anti-Vietnam War mm-hmm. and uh, very anti-governmental... Uh, protests that are going on around the, the country um, and he's uh, he's thinking it and he thinks hmm um, he, get, he gets home and he gets a call from Foggy and Foggy says uh, hey there's some stuff going down, down at the Hilton do you mind going checking it out and he thinks well I should go I'll be more help as Daredevil. Right. So he goes back to the hill. And, <laughs> and uh, when he gets there, there's a, a bomb goes off. Boom. Boom. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of cool. The, um, there's like a one-page uh, uh, newscast, Walter Cronkite. Well, I know. Walter Cronkite yeah. makes an appearance. I yeah. saw that, yeah. And he's talking about the bomb. It's, it's very wordy, but it's great. It's talking about like, you know, there's a bomb. No one. There's no one. I don't think anyone was hurt because it's just. Yeah, no one was hurt in this no. one. But all the authorities, all the officers, they all think it's the protesters. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be the protesters? There's yeah. a million, or not a million. There's hundreds of people out here with signs protesting, wanting to talk to the vice president. Of course, one of them would. Uh, you know, yeah, and there's um, the there's a bunch of protesters there. There's three of them that are presenting themselves as being the voice of the of the protesting of the group, and they uh, they wanted to talk to the VP and uh, tell them what their problems were, what he was doing as the bomb goes off and the police uh, instantly think it's them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we cut back to the West Coast where we see Buck watching and he gets changed into his Tribune. Yeah, we find out that good old Buck is the Tribune, the person that we got a glimpse of on the very first page of this issue. His outfits, he's got a, it's like a vampire type Mm -hmm. cloak with the big collar that pops up, and he wears this little blue mask on yeah, his face. The mask and, uh, is kind of crazy. I like yeah. it. And, uh, Way and different he, than his normal cowboy garb. Yeah. Way he, different. He loses the hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the hat wasn't going. Um, and he actually talks about how he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to pass judgment. Right. His whole plan is that he's going to get rid of the, the hippies. So kill he, the hippies and the so commies. So a couple of his goons mm-hmm. bring in this guy who... Um, he claims he's a conscientious objector to the war. And, uh, of course, the Tribune sees that as being a draft dodger. Yeah. And <clears throat> says to the guy, you know, you're un-American, mm-hmm. unpatriotic, you got to go. And 
he takes his gavel and he shoots this this beam of yeah, light like or, something, ray or something some ray that they don't really talk about right at the guy and then we don't know if it killed him if it's it very knocked, unclear yeah if it killed him or knocked him out but uh his two little goons carry out the body after yeah. after the tribune you know was judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. Boom! He literally executed. It kind of implies heavily that he killed him. That's right. the, that's the the thing is that it's really the, the implication here is that he is just going to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was guilty of high treason. High treason. That's that's how the Tribune. Uh, yeah, that's put what, it. That's how he's going to get everyone. Um, then we go back to um, to New York, and Daredevil catches some of uh, the gang. And I think I can't remember if it, it tells you this is the Tribune's gang or. If it's, uh, yeah, he sees some guys that are setting the bombs. Yeah, um, and then some, I can't remember. Somehow they were able to. I don't know if they got away or he was he starting to them. foil it, and He's, then he, uh, and he then beats s- them up. He, okay, so he did. He, he, he gets beat a couple them up. of two footed kicks in. And, so were uh, there other people that set off the second bomb? No, one of them um, kind of stumbles away and lights a stick okay, of dynamite that's what it was, and throws right. it, and mm-hmm. the stick of dynamite explodes near dead everyone it kind of knocks him down it's it's i imagine that his senses are um dealing with that kind of that, that that's that's something that he doesn't really want going on right near him. yeah well <laughs> it's it's it's, it's and, it, down by and what happens it's such an interesting moment because this has happened so many times in the first i guess it's 69 issues mm-hmm. where uh a situation happens where daredevil has to get away because he doesn't want people to know his secret identity mm-hmm. So he's knocked out from this bomb. Everything's, you know, head spinning, lights are flashing, all this stuff. And these two or these three protesters come up to him mm-hmm. and are like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. The authorities show up. They have seen those protesters there right near the, uh, you know, the remnants of the bomb going off. Assumes, hey, there's our people right there. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil, rather than vouching for these guys, yeah, is like, off. bye, he's a it's sayonara. So crazy. And and he leaves because he's because he knows that if he sticks around, then he's gonna have to, you know, they might want to give him medical attention, they might take off his mask, yeah. or they might, you know, start to question him and ask what is he doing there. So he just decides to leave. Even though, and he even says something along the lines of, This may not be the best idea, but I you know, he's mm-hmm. always looking out for number one. Yeah. And they, so they arrest these three innocents. These, yeah. It's a kind of wild because there's like one ringleader and they say, well, it was obviously you. And then these two guys get dragged. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, having the police just randomly incriminate a bunch of people. I've never heard of anything like that happening <laughs> in America. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so he takes off and he, he realizes that Foggy, as the district attorney, is going to have to prosecute the three, the New York three. I think they start right. pulling them mm-hmm. kind of quickly. The New York three. And um, and the, the whole thing as um, as heavy parallels to the uh, Democratic Convention in 1968, where there was a um, I guess a riot broke out. It was in um, uh, Chicago, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of leans on that a little heavily. I think even War Cronkite mentions it in his broadcast. That mentions that it's got it's got some parallels right, to, right to that. So we end the issue with um, the, the innocent New York Three. Um, who are kind of like the Central Park Five, but um, they're going down, and Daredevil's thinking, "Well, maybe uh, I can help them, but right, I can't do it." As yeah, Daredevil. The, yeah, and also this is a case that they that even Foggy says this. This is a case that I actually hope we lose. Yeah, yeah. And, Foggy and, says I've got to prosecute. But. Right, right. And on the last page too, we find out that um, 
the Tribune is going to make his way to New York yeah. uh, to go to the trial. Yeah, and he's going to gonna yeah he's going to do sure something goes. over there. We're going to find out. One thing I want to say before we move on to seventy one was I thought this issue was was kind of it, it paralleled a lot of um, or not parallels not the right word but it reminded me of of a lot of newer comics mm-hmm. the format mm-hmm. uh, because it went back and forth between two different locations with two different pro- uh, plot lines with mm. an, a, an A story and a B story that end up winding up and coming together at the end. Yeah. That type, that's very creative. And, and that's something that I hadn't seen too much in a lot of these earlier Daredevil. So yeah. it, it was neat seeing a, a formula that I'm kind of used to uh, where it gives you a chance to set up more characters, yeah. focus more on the action because you don't need to fill 20 pages with one story of two things going at once, more characters, more mm-hmm. flow. And, and so th- I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the, you're right. The earlier stuff was very, it was very linear and one, mm-hmm. you know, it was very much, this is Daredevil, let's follow him. Um, they even make a lot of uh, uh, jokes and references later on where they have A, B, and C stories going off and it will say something like, but you know, the name of this book is Daredevil. We should get back to that character. And, right. Um, but 71, um, we open up, uh, this, this issue from December 1970 is uh, If an I Offend Thee. Yeah. It's got a uh, Lewis Carroll quote on the side of a building. It's a splash page with Daredevil sitting on top of a building and mm-hmm. he's, I mean, just to kind of sum it up, he, he feels bad about jetting. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, what, you know, I, I, I left those guys to hang. You know, well, you know, what was I doing? Yeah. And should have thought about that earlier, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to deal with those choices you made. Yeah. He talks about the city being a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of uh, anger building. Yeah. Um, and it does a quick recount of uh, the last issue. And this is, we're, we're three weeks after issue 70 at this point yeah um and the the trial is kind of being sped through um uh, and he's realizing he needs to he needs to provide an alibi for these kids yeah but he's kind of questioning whether or not he can do that as daredevil and right. he has to work the case as matt so it's mm-hmm. like a real it's the first time we're starting to see that that actually being a problem for him in the past we've never really seen his dual roles right. conflicting as, as much as this. And there's even a cool moment where Matt, he, he puts an ad in the paper trying yeah. to just trying to find people that witnessed the event that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, where meanwhile, it's like Daredevil, you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the perfect witness right there. If you yeah. really care about these guys, yeah. there's, it's a, it's, there's a cool moment too, where a uh, uh, Daredevil's on top of the rooftop and he sees these two guys that are, that are fighting. Yes. And uh, so he jumps down to, 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 I guess, save the guy who's losing or whatever. And then they just stop fighting and they hand him a summons yeah, and like, you're summons to court. <laughs> You've been served for, uh, yeah. for being a, you know, you have to come to the witness stand or, or, yeah. or said, one of them says like saying like, uh, you guys are hard to, to <laughs> tie down with this stuff. So, yeah. um, so they fake to fight. There's a whole, there's, a, there's, there's a kind of a goofy thing going on in this, in this where, um, Matt finds out that Foggy's got a cold and he's not sure he's going to be able to, work as the which is hilarious because matt was trying to have an excuse to get out of it yeah. too and then foggy beat him to it so he <laughs> finds himself in the position where he has to try the case as matt 
uh-huh. just him and right. he has to appear as daredevil as a witness yeah how's he gonna do and it <laughs> it's like oh my goodness i mean he can change but not that fast he can change fast but oh i don't um, know if this was uh you know issue 15 16 17 yeah. he, he's mastered quick changes yeah. <laughs> there is actually an issue later on where it tells you how long it takes him to change there's like it tells you how many seconds it takes him to oh, change. i've read that one it's That's pretty cool. it's fantastic <laughs> i think it's like six seconds something like that um and oh, so so. Meanwhile, Buck has made it to L.A. Buck's made it to L.A. He flew himself. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He landed the plane. He's a very good pilot. He's mm-hmm. got a bit of the, the Bruce Dickinson about him. And and they came up with a plan. Him and his his posse that they're going to impersonate officers, mm-hmm. sneak into the courtroom, and he's going to take the place of the judge. Yeah. So he can, as his as his Tribune persona, mm-hmm. be judge, jury, executioner of the trial. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he's successful. Yeah. And what was interesting was Daredevil shows up. Well, first Matt says, "I've got a headache. So oh, right, I'll right. catch you up." So Sorry, he, he gets ahead. out of the mm-hmm. uh, he gets out of appearing as Matt. Like Foggy says, "My cold's cleared up." Yeah. And Matt goes, "Oh, good, because I've got a headache. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll meet you in there." And then he gets changed into Daredevil. So Daredevil shows up. The Tribune by this point has already taken, has already got his guys, and he's yeah. infiltrated the courtroom. And Daredevil, rather than trying to stop it, is goes okay, and he goes and he sits on the witness yeah. stand and goes along with this yeah. guy. Well, he like, does say that he doesn't know how dangerous they could be. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't want um, a massacre going off, and he wants to find out what the play is, and doesn't want people getting hurt because it's a pretty crowded uh, courtroom. Um, but yeah, he's he goes along with the 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 drama of the courtroom, the, mm-hmm. the kangaroo court. Um, and he, uh, he, he realizes very quickly that it's, yeah. that the tri- tribune tribune is not, he's just there to kill someone. Right. And, and he, he notices that, uh, there's something strange about his belt. Yeah, yeah, and, that's my favorite. Yeah, no. So this belt that he's wearing doesn't he hear a hum or something, or he picks up? No, some that, this is later. He hears uh, hears the hum on the Lady Liberty statue or the the statue that. That's right. Yes. But for this, it doesn't really even explain it. But he 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 figures out through his radar senses that that the belt that the Tribune is wearing allows him to mind control all of the people that are his followers. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really have anyone to actually you know, with him that believes anything that he's saying. Yeah. It's just they're being forced through mind control to follow him. Does that so, sound familiar? <laughs> so he takes the uh, he takes the belt, destroys the belt. It also isn't it the source of the power of his gavel? Doesn't isn't it like a battery? I, I don't remember, but it, but probably so. <laughs> and he, he takes the belt and destroys the belt and everyone's like, Whoa, yeah. what's going Foggy's on? Foggy's been put to sleep at this point as well. Yes. Foggy's been put to sleep. And uh so at this point, they have a little, you know, they have a little fight in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Daredevil versus the Tribune. Obviously, the Tribune's men are not helping him out. No. And then Daredevil notices something. He notices that a statue was it Lady Liberty statue? It's the Justice. It's the the the, the scales of justice. Scales the of lady, justice. The scales of justice. Yeah. She notices, or he notices that there's some type of vibrating thing. Yeah. So you know. I don't know what it is, but I don't think that that should be doing that. Yeah. And while he's contemplating this, the Tribune bells and heads for the roof. Yeah. He had a helicopter that was standing yeah. by so he could make a quick exit after yeah. he killed everybody in the courtroom. We're all and the we mad know people. he can fly things. Of course. He landed so, the plane. So, that's so, the, he's good. so Daredevil takes a statue. <laughs> he runs up the stairs, gets to the roof, sees the helicopter going off. So what does he do, Jamie? Oh, and this is, uh, you remember, let me, let me start by saying, when we do issue 100, I'm going to do a countdown of 
<laughs> villains and just uh, secondary characters that have either directly or indirectly been killed <laughs> by Daredevil or his actions. I can't wait. I can't um, wait for this list. He throws the ticking, um, the city's ticking time bomb. It calls back to that. He throws the the scales of justice, the ticking scales of justice, into the helicopter. And it explodes because it was a bomb. So <laughs> yeah. It's a great panel of him throw. He, he chucks just, it like a hundred like, yards. Yeah. It hits, hits. Fuck you're out. <laughs> yeah, he hits the the helicopter and it blows up. Yeah, and I can't remember. He's what did he say? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. He said something super goofy along the lines <laughs> of like, uh, uh, he goes, "I was right. Blind justice was a time bomb." And if there isn't some sort of perverted analogy and there's some, then I'll eat my horns. Hold on, what, what was? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but the uh, that that act gets the uh, the case dismissed. And once again, a neat little tie-in that Roy did here. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh, a neat little last moment was after it was all said and done. Matt and Foggy are in their office, turn on the TV, yeah. and good old Buck Ralston is is in one of his many roles. Or no, he was actually doing it's a, one of the a protest. protest. Yeah, and so but you know they don't know that he's dead. Yeah, they hear him. <laughs> they hear him talking about it, and, and Matt says saying, "Oh, turn that off. I don't want to hear that guy." Um, of course you don't. You just killed him. So that officially ends uh, Roy Thomas's. Uh, yeah, that's Roy Thomas. Roy Thomas moves into a editor editorial editor-in-chief kind of role or uh, he's the new stanley at this point and then we get issue 72 written, january 1971 written by jerry conway 18 year old jerry conway and uh it's called low the lord of the leopards yeah and what, <laughs> what, what such a weird this issue. is such a weird issue <laughs> i hope i hope that uh when jerry got the job this was not the issue that he used to get the job <laughs> i hope it was some of the ones that follow and they were like by the way can can you can make you it, this one out yeah can you knock quickly? this one out you know stanley came up with an idea of, of a leopard guy and mm-hmm. um back to uh uh what i was telling you guys earlier about trying to morph images together. Yeah. The very first page of this issue um, is a close-up on Daredevil's face. Yeah. And the, uh, the two... looks like a movie poster, like a 1930s movie poster. Right, and the, and the villain, uh, well, I'm air-quoting that, the villain, once again, is revealed at the beginning of the issue, mm-hmm. which is, is the second time this has happened now. And it's a shot of where Gene Drew... Uh, the the leopard man T- Tarnock is his name or, mm-hmm. or Tagak 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 and his leopard mm-hmm. coming literally coming out of Daredevil's eyes <laughs> like literally one of his like one of uh, uh, was it Tagak's legs is still inside the eye socket yeah. because he hasn't stepped all the way out through the eyes yeah is An that, interesting I, choice I, I thought he was just running away from him and it was like a weird false perspective but yeah it does look like he's climbing out of his eyeballs. <laughs> Daredevil's eyes. Um, the uh, the artwork is as uh, Colin and Shaw. Sid Shaw's is. I think that that combination yeah, is my favorite. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, pencil and ink mm-hmm. team. Um, I really he uses so much more ink. Yeah. If you notice, his lines are way thicker and does mm-hmm. a, a lot more ink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this issue starts uh, the same way a lot of issues has actually started. Uh, uh, burglaries happen. Yes. It's uh, we get you know it's, it's like two or three pages. Museum. Of somebody that we don't see, he's completely covered in shadows. Uh-huh. Is stealing, uh, I think, a painting. Yeah, it's a. Um, I can't remember who it was by. It was a Rembrandt. It's a, a Rembrandt painting, mm-hmm. a three million dollar Rembrandt. There you go. You mm-hmm. get value for money back then. Um, and 
the, the a couple of cops arrive uh, as a, a seasoned cop and a rookie, mm-hmm. and um, they just kind of make comments about like how absurd it is that there's this guy stealing a, pit, a painting and jumping across the rooftops in the shadows. And yeah. he moves a lot like a cat. He moves a lot like a cat. And that statement alone mm-hmm. makes the officers think and Daredevil assume that the bad guy is this um, Tagak. Tagak. Who appeared um, a week before or a few days before this issue opens. It kind of yeah. reveals. They, they do a little flashback. They do a little flashback, yeah. And they show him kind of just randomly appearing in the middle of New York. And, uh, um, but that's the jumping whole, ahead. The whole moral of this issue is it's sort of don't judge don't people. Don't judge a leopard by his spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, just because something assumes it is a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is that yeah. way. That's the whole moral of this yes. issue. It's pretty silly. Um, but, uh, you know, Daredevil ends up just... So he can't find uh, ta- uh, Tagak. He can't find Tagak. Yeah, and so Tagak. he gives up after he gives up after a while. Yeah, goes he, into his Matt Murdock. He doesn't want to go back to the police to admit that he can't find him because right. they, they actually make fun of him. They're like, "Yeah, good luck finding him." Yeah. And he thinks, "I'm going to show them." And then like <laughs> it cuts to him swinging along, going, "I can't find him. I don't want those guys to know." So Tagak, Tagak, Tagaki, whatever his name is. So uh, so he dresses or he gets, goes back into his Matt stuff, and as soon as he dresses is Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. he runs into him, of course. Yeah. yeah. Outside of a movie theater, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, no, that's during the flashback, I think, isn't it? It's, it's the, the flashback. He, he has the flashback. and Oh, he, you're right, you're right, yeah. And he, cha- he changes yes. quickly down the side alley. And yeah. then um, Tagak's and this flashback, familial leopard bites yeah. Daredevil, but mm-hmm. not too hard. Yeah, Daredevil doesn't know who this guy is, what's going on with him, and yeah. they get into... Yeah, you're right, Jamie, sorry. And they get into this big fight, uh-huh. and... Uh, uh, doesn't Daredevil, isn't he stopping the police officers or, or, or trying to get in the way? I think he just kind of, they start fighting him just because yeah. that's what happens when you get, when you get two people in a costume together and they don't really know each other. They'll, I mean, even if they do know each other in Marvel universe, they'll fight. So it makes sense that he'll, he, it's, yeah. people are just getting freaked out because uh, this guy appears and he has this leopard and we discover that the leopard is actually the, um, um, to Gak's eyes, there's yes. like a, a link between the two. Yeah. He's from like this this uh, other world mm-hmm. where people are blind and the, the, yeah, the Tagak, to Gak, yeah, to Gak is completely blind and he sees whatever the the leopard sees. Yeah, the, and in that flashback that you were talking about, Jamie, his le- leopard, which is named Opar, Opar, yes, Opar, um, Opar actually attacks Daredevil yeah. to stand up for his master, defending, yeah. and uh, it's a cool little fight. I yeah. mean. Gene Colan can draw leopards, and he can he draw can. them pretty darn it, it, well. They look, it, yeah. Opar looks beautiful. Opar lands a nice. This is this is my, definitely my favorite moment from this issue. So uh, uh, Opar, I think his name's Opar, right? Yeah. Opar lands a lands a bite on Daredevil's shoulder. Yeah. So the fight ends. Daredevil goes back to his. Uh, his Tagak tells him to stop, and that's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So they go off on their way. Daredevil leaves him alone. He goes back to his apartment. He's all bandaged up, and uh-huh. he's just mad. Yeah. He's like. He's like, oh, I hate this situation. Everything is just <laughs> going terribly bad. And he takes, and, and then he looks at the mirror, and he goes, this is stupid. Why do I even own a mirror? Yeah. Like, I'm a blind man. <laughs> There's no point for me to have a mirror in my, bathroom, in my bathroom. So he takes his fist, 
and he smack he smacks it, and there's a big panel yeah. where it says smash. And when you see the word smash, you automatically think that that means he made contact, right? Yeah. Well, on the very next page, it goes. Th- this is what Daredevil said. I have it pulled up right here. He said. Um, I understand how, or I understand now that it was my frustration and not being able to handle Tagak that made me almost smash my fist in that mirror. <laughs> so I don't know if the ri- yeah. the writer is not paying attention to the artist or what. There's definitely this. This happens a lot with Jerry Conway. It's like weird disconnects, and it feels like it's all been edited or re-edited at some point. And there's like there's weird panels that just explain stuff in a way that doesn't actually explain or right. or clarify anything and it, it, it's i mean this is a light one that, yeah. and that happens in but yeah i did that that's one of the main complaints i have with and and you know I, like i said jerry conway created firestorm wrote really yeah. great stuff and i just think and it's it's I'm, i don't want to say it's because he's 18 because i think he's a very skilled writer in many areas mm-hmm. i just think that this character you never quite got the handle of, of daredevil and um, you had mentioned earlier that uh, Tagak is uh, from a different dimension, yes. a different plane, and and we find out how he gets back and forth between this uh, after yeah. that, after that little flashback. There, Daredevil is out looking for him, and he sees this mirror, mm-hmm. this crazy looking mirror. Is he back at the museum where he sees the mirror? Yeah. So he goes back to the scene of the crime. He sees yeah. this mirror, and um, all of a sudden, Tagak and Opar just jump out of the mirror, mm-hmm. and then they have another fight. This, is, I guess, is our first real time yeah. fight between Matt and uh, um, Tagak. Yeah, and he has a. There's a moment where he hesitates, and Matt realizes that Tagak is blind because of that. There's something to do with like mm-hmm. the you didn't you didn't know that that thing was there, or the mirror confused you, and I right. know now that you're blind. And that's how he discovers that. Opar is actually his eyes. There's a there's a, a, a mental connection between them. And during this fight, we actually find out who the real culprit is. That yeah. that uh, see, um, uh, Tagak's a good guy. Yeah, from another and, dimension. Yeah, and this is the first point that we know this for a fact. It's yeah. assumed, but but it's laid out for us when he's telling Daredevil the story of this guy that he's chasing who who stole something, a relic. Uh, the from sacred his, krill statue. Yeah, the sacred krill statue from his home world, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And now Tagak is going after him, trying to track him down, and I guess in a way prevent him from doing that to other places, yeah. to, to other worlds. Uh, what's the guy's name? It is Quothar. Quothar. Man, the names. <laughs> this 18-year-old can come up with these creative names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Quothar uh, is the real bad guy. So Daredevil yeah. and Tagak team up um they go inside the museum trying Mm -hmm. to find this guy and it turns out because it was norman dan norman daniels is the name of the of the owner of the museum he's the curator or or the curator Mm -hmm. and he automatically obviously assumes tagak is is Mm -hmm. um is guilty so uh he with the police officer set up this trap to catch him in the act when he would definitely come back to steal some more stuff Mm -hmm. so and these are trigger happy guards yeah. They start firing at Tagak. I think it's Daniels is actually the the one who who fires the. Oh, it was Daniels that I does think the firing. So, yeah, I think it's. Uh, well, there's there's officers that are there. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. You're right. Yeah, the police officer there. They go hold it, hold it right there, Jungle Boy. This time we call the shots. They have their guns drawn, and then uh, Norman Daniels is like, "Idiots! It's Tagak we're after." <laughs> so then he takes out his gun. And uh, uh, shoots towards him. Yeah. No. 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 It is. I. It is. It is. It is an officer. 
Oh, it is. It's the um, it's because Opa leaps. Yeah, an officer shoots at an officer shoots at Tagak, and the leopard jumps in the way yeah. and gets killed. Yeah, and then that, at that point is when Norman is like, "You idiots! We're af- we're not after the the leopard. We're after right. Tagak." And uh, I love this part. Daredevil just goes out and just plows down that officer. Yeah, the guy that shot. Uh, that shot uh Opa. yeah just like boom and takes him out it's like you idiot yeah um and then and then they sum up the uh which tends to happen a lot in these silver age comic books they sum up the issue in like four panels yeah, yeah just they, 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 they run far, they yeah catch him, uh, they, because of uh, tagax blind but they take yeah. him back through the mirror and i think he, he says to you daredevil you know come back to my dimension you'll be you'll be a king there you're, we're all blind but you are incredibly skilled and you'll yeah. be great and he says, I'm going to stick around. And uh, they go through the magic mirror. And then he kind of thinks, maybe I should have gone back. And, and we and we stumbled quite a bit uh, talking about this issue, obviously, because I, f- I feel like it, it, it didn't really. It's, it's, it's the so problem. odd. And yeah. it's so <laughs> that it, nothing drew, it, drew us in. We couldn't really remember their specifics as much just because it's like. <laughs> it's a weird. Real, it's a real throwaway <laughs> issue. But I, I, I will say. This is something that happens again and again during this little run um, with Conway where I would I would read the stuff and go back and make notes and read it again and I'd still be confused. I'd still get really confused by by the narration, dialogue, image combination that didn't seem to just be... There, there was something that wasn't quite gelling. Um, and, yeah, this one... It's, yeah. It's, Let's stop talking about it. Okay, I think it's best. <laughs> yeah, it's best. Now we're going on to the, um, this is a, a little crossover. A little crossover. Between Daredevil and Iron Man, which yeah, is which is Yeah, the cool. Invincible Iron Man, yeah. uh, issue 35 from March 1971, which is written by... Jerry Conway. <laughs> Jerry and Conway. This was better. Yeah. I, I, I almost feel like this crossover story was what got him the writing job. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, he's dealing with Iron Man, who's... Not as popular as he is now, but was a popular character, mm-hmm. and it had his own series. Yeah. And Daredevil, you know, taking over this, you know, the crossover covers seventy three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's th- three issue crossover: two in Iron Man, one in Daredevil, and uh, it's got a lot of characters in it. it has a lot of stuff going on yeah. as well. And um, it's uh, Don Heck is the artist uh, with Mike Esposito. On yeah, he the, does the two. He does the two Iron Man. He does ones. the two Iron Man. Yeah. Um, it opens with Iron Man um, having just finished a fight with Spymaster, uh, who is working with the Zodiac group. Mm-hmm. The Zodiac group. Who we back. saw in the Avengers 85 uh, or 3 or whatever. Uh, Avengers it was. 72. Was it 72? I think yeah, I got it, was it, I got it written wow. down right here. Um, so, um, uh, and it has Sitwell, who um, is, uh, he, he's been in the movies. I didn't, I didn't realize he went that far back. He doesn't look the same. Who is he in the movies? He is in... Is it Jasper? I can't remember his first name. He was in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, he was? Okay. And he is... Um, he's on the ship at the beginning that Captain America and Black Widow oh, okay. dropped down into rescue. Gotcha. That's a neat um, little cameo there. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Sitwell is is the worst for wear. Um, we find out that he's been... Um, he, he During the fight, he got attacked yeah. by Spymaster and... He's on he's on the verge of dying. Yeah. And Iron Man is just he's Livid. furious. Yeah. He is so mad and he is gonna go after Spymaster. Yeah. So this is uh, the first time he well not not the first time he met 
Matt Murdock, but the first time in these issues, he goes over to jail to talk to the guys who've been arrested, yeah. who he thinks work for Spymaster. Yeah. And it just so happens that Matt Murdock is there. Yeah, as the assistant DA. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, Matt has to calm Iron Man down. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 come on, man. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. There's, like, a, there's a weird line where he says, uh, Foggy says something to him about it, and he says, I know my people. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what do you mean by that? He yeah. superheroes or... Um, but yeah, he he, um, I, Iron Man's threatening to like blast these these bad guys that have been arrested or do something that's like gonna damage them. And he says, "You need to calm down, buddy." And, right. And Iron Man, I can't remember if he says something like he makes a comment about if you were if you weren't blind, or he makes some like he, he almost threatens Matt and storms off. Yeah. And Matt's like, mm, "Okay, um, so um, I better keep an eye out for what's going on with this." Right. And we find out at this point um, that Spymaster is working for the Zodiac, like you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, I just want to go over the players, the people that are involved. Yeah. So for the Zodiac side, um, you've got Spymaster, Capricorn, Capricorn, Aquarius, Virgo, and Sagittarius. And Sagittarius as well. And I think it was Capricorn was the leader. It seemed like Capricorn was the leader of... Yeah, it's never. I I've never quite got a handle on how the Zodiac group works. Yeah. There's no real head to department, or like there's no pecking order that I can tell. But it just seems to be. Right. I can't tell if it's like a permission um, uh, basis where they decide, okay, this is your this mm-hmm. is your plan where you're you're in charge. Right. Um, Capricorn so, has the crazy. Yeah, their outfits are crazy. Antenna thing. Yeah, the, the Zodiac outfits are so goofy. Yeah. So those are the bad guys. Those are the bad guys. Member of the Zodiac. And then the good guys, we have Daredevil and Iron Man, obviously. Mm -hmm. We have Nick Fury. Yeah. We have Madam Madam Mask. Yeah. And which, I mean, I've read a lot of her stuff, but in the later years, like she has some great stuff with Hawkeye. Yeah, she does. Um, But I didn't know that she was a love interest of Tony Stark. Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so you're right. We find out that she's love torn between those two, yeah. but I had no idea that she was a love interest. For I didn't Iron even Man. know that she was a. a, a, a I don't know if it's like a good good guy. Yeah, but she yes. she wasn't an out and out villain. Until. Exactly. That was yeah. That was a change too. Mm-hmm. And then also we have Ke- we, we got to mention Kevin O'Brien as part of the group Kevin too. Kevin O'Brien, yeah, the redhead with an A. Yeah, Ke- 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 or, I can't some weird spelling. Yeah. I remember looking at it a couple uh, of times. Like. But uh, Kevin O'Brien part of the group. So so we got nine people. Yeah. Um, and, and another villain, in, or an, and another villain that ends up popping up later. So, the scope of this thing is yeah. huge. It, it, it's a huge crossover. Yeah. Um, so the whole what the Zodiac's trying to do is they're trying to steal. They're trying to recapture the Zodiac key. Mm-hmm. This Which, was the key uh, that the Avengers ended up taking in yeah. in seventy two. That uh, that uh, Daredevil ended up saving the day by freeing <laughs> the Avengers with his billy club. Yeah. Um, so they're at Shield mm-hmm. and uh, they're examining the Zodiac key. And uh, while Nick Fury is there ex- examining it, he becomes possessed. Yeah, he touches it. Doesn't yeah, he? And, and it does something to him. So immediately Iron Man stops it and he traps the key in this this square force fill box. Yeah. Has Iron Man always been able to to like do create a force filled and, and control it? I'm going to go no. Okay, I did not know yeah. that he could do that. It's almost like he's rubbing his hands together to create a plot device at this point. Yeah. It's like an image of oh, him sort of okay. doing this kind of like... Woo. Right, and he makes his force field to yeah. trap it. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like it was a power and it wasn't an actual machine yeah. or, or anything. Uh, 
So meanwhile, while that's meanwhile. all happening, um, the Zodiac end up kidnapping Daredevil and Madame Mask, yeah. who just happen to be together. Yeah, Daredevil decides that he's going to go out and investigate because he doesn't want Iron Man getting into more trouble when he wants to try and help him. But he, you know, he knows that he's angry, so he goes out on patrol, bumps into Madame Mask, and mm-hmm. they they start talking, and then a net descends down right. and, and traps them <laughs> and lifts them up into a helicopter, and we discover. Yeah. The spymaster has been told by his by by the Zodiac that they have to capture Daredevil, and um, Daredevil's part of this evil or this scheme yeah. that they have, and we don't know why. And, and Madame Mask is as well too. It's not just Daredevil. Yeah. So they get they get pulled up and um, mm-hmm. they they basically fight their way out of the yeah. net. And then they recapture him again. They recapture him. They get yeah. zapped pretty quickly yeah. and uh, knocked out and. Um, um, so, so, and then while this is happening, the Zodiac are also over at Shield, and then they battle Nick Fury, yeah, Iron Man, and the key Ke- with Kevin O'Brien, device. and ultimately they end up capturing all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the heroes are then transported to this underground headquarters, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all placed in these clear, you know, those holding tubes that you yeah, see in all those kind of like what the, old, the the original Human Torch was held in, like a, yeah, like a glass. Uh, mm-hmm. Prison, but then at the very end of the issue, which didn't make too much sense, and this we're talking about Iron Man thirty five, by the way. I yeah. think I think we mentioned that mm-hmm. um, was they released Nick Fury. They just let him go, and they There's were a like voice that, that ye- comes and tells them to do. Oh, it, it tells the bad guys to yeah. do it, not it says, Nick Fury. Give the key to Fury. Okay, that's right. So they release Fury, and Fury's drawn to the Zodiac key, mm-hmm. and they want him to grab it, and it ends at that little cliffhanger. Yeah. And then we jump over to uh, Daredevil issue 73 for part two of the three-part series, mm-hmm. and it starts right where we left off. And it's funny because Daredevil issue 73 actually came out a whole month before yeah, Iron Man 35, yeah. which, is February. Re- which is really strange that part two came out a month before part one. Yeah. Well, that's just, it might just be the the, um, the cover month. The cover month often told was different from the release oh, month. You, you think so? Okay. I think so. Maybe so. Okay. I hope so, because I'd hate for people to be spoiled on this. this no, actually, at the end of Iron Man 30, no, no, no. At the very end of Iron Man 35, uh-huh. there is a box I remember that said, it Go said, to be continued, believe it or not, or believe it or you don't, in the pages of Daredevil number 73, now on sale. Ah. So they're already telling you that it's on sale. Yeah. So they released part two before they released ah. part one. It's weird. Yeah. So yeah, it opens up and um, uh, we, we get more of uh, Daredevil's perspective of this now because we're in his comic. So it's a lot of his internal um, dialogue and he's talking about how He's hearing Fury's heart rate increase because he's fighting, grabbing the key. He says it's uh, his heart's like a ginger baker drum roll. And and yeah, I like that <laughs> line. And we're back to a Gene Colan doing the art. Yeah. And oh. uh, mm-hmm. it, it 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 is much better just because it's what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, Don Heck was his stuff was so much more Silver Age. You know the smoother lines, the rectangular yeah. panels. Yeah. Uh, so we're now we're back into uh, Gene Colan's. You know. Crazy angles, close-ups, yeah. and his layouts are, are way. Uh, just seeing the few crossovers that we've we've seen, Daredevil appearing, and Gene Colan's um, layouts are way beyond what other people are doing at Marvel, in my opinion, at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a quick flashback to. I had it down as Avengers eighty-two. This is really confusing. I I could have wrote it wrong. Oh, okay. uh, it's in my notes. It could definitely be eighty-two. You could be right. We flash back to that Avengers issue. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and we see uh, DD. 
um, as Matt freeing the trapped Avengers held by the Zodiacs and Fury grabbing the key. Um, ah, you're right. Oh, no. He, Avengers 82. 82. Okay. I apologize, everybody. No, it's fine. I everyone, it's okay. We can we can get through this. Um, we we uh, he, yeah, he it recaps back to everything. That. Yeah, yeah it recaps the whole mm-hmm. thing. Takes up a couple of pages for that, and then um, Fury finally grabs the key. And when he gets it, there's an oh. ephemeral voice that makes it kind of like has this great one page. This is where I, it's a beautiful page. Yeah, and this is where I think um, um, uh, Conway's writing. I really like what he's doing in this because, and I think it's partly. I think he does better when he's telling a very singular story. Mm-hmm. When he's trying to contrast the narration with the action, with the dialogue, it kind of sometimes gets in the way. They, they start stumbling over yeah, each other. Yeah. This is just an image of all of the, the, the cast, the heroes, kind of warping through space, and they look like they've, they've yeah. been bent through time. And right, space when, and when Fury got his hands on the Zodiac, he reality just... Bent, yeah, and everything just gets all woo woo woo, yeah. and it, it is a great image. I, yeah. I, I know exactly and what the, you're the, talking the about. And the narration is really good. I thought it was yeah. really, really well. Like, just, I just enjoyed reading what he was writing at this point. So everyone uh, comes to, and mm-hmm. they're in a new location. They are. And we they're have some a, new characters. Yeah, they're in a chamber with a bunch of old bearded dudes in green cloaks. Yeah. Uh, the leader is a high priest, and his name is once again. Here's another good Jerry Conway name, uh, Ank. 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 Is that his name? I thought that was the name of the, the cult or the, the, the object, the key. He's the high he's the high priest of Ank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so that's the, the name of it. Sorry. Yeah, they, are the they are the brotherhood. They are the brotherhood. The brotherhood collective. of Ank. Yeah. And uh, the high priest is the leader. He's the only this person is, that really talks at the beginning that we've seen yeah. that we see. But there's yeah. like five or six old white guys that look all the same with big beards that look like Merlin. And they talk about how they are that Ank is the wind giver, the sun holder, the the balance, and it's all about this idea that balance needs to be the key was created to create a cosmic balance mm-hmm. between order and chaos. Order and chaos, which yeah. is I, it's really cool that it's like a, a very um, Doctor Fate kind of right. vibe that's going on here. And their whole purpose for th- this was all part of their master plan. Yeah, and the whole purpose was to bring balance because something's wrong with the the current state yeah. of order and chaos. So, yeah. so they they made this whole scheme to have it balance out again. Yeah, and they, they zap um, O'Brien back home yeah, pretty because, quickly. Yeah, because they don't need him. They're you, like, you, why are you even here? Yeah, see you yeah. later. It's going to be four on four. And yeah. and um, this the intent is they've got two groups, and uh, that the good guys and the bad guys, and by them all fighting each other, mm-hmm. that is going to somehow balance order and chaos yeah and it's very it's kind of cool it's like a um it's like an early secret wars story yeah the good guys and the bad guys are brought and, by a cosmic force to fight and it's got such great art by gene cole and yeah. uh, these fight scenes and it was it's cool seeing him drawing new characters fighting new yeah. heroes and, and what what throws a spanner in the works is fantastic what happens is daredevil basically yeah. <laughs> decides he, he i'm not gonna fight yeah i don't i don't i'm not a puppet and the fact that his heart is not in it yeah. means it's not working. Yeah. So balance is not happening between order and chaos yeah. because Daredevil's heart is not into it. Yeah, it's so a he, really cool little moment. Yeah, he keeps he's he's in a fight. I think it's Capricorn that he gets caught up into uh, in a fight with, and he's just basically dodging. And the guy says, "You know, I, I know karate." Yeah, and yeah. Let, let's let's go over who fights who. So Daredevil fights Capricorn, mm-hmm. and of course Iron Man we know definitely is going with Spy Master because yeah. he just wants to pound him to the oh, ground for hurting his down. buddy. Madam Mask fights Aquarius. 
Fury uh, fights Sagittarius. Yeah. And uh, and what's cool with the art, too, is it's not just the good guys winning. The, the bad guys win. Too. There's yeah. a, like they're both throwing blows, landing blows. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really, really creative. And then once Daredevil ends up, you know, we find out that his heart, his head's not in the game. Then the uh, the high priest does something to alter it to try to make to make Daredevil get into it, and then that's when all the rest of the old bearded white men they're all like, "Hold on a second, yeah. you just interfered. This whole thing is for naught. This this is game we don't, over. Game over." And then they literally just say, "Finish." And they transport everybody away. Yeah. And that's how the issue ends. That's how it ends. They all get zapped back. They get zapped back all because of Daredevil. Yeah. Young Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that His was it. heart wasn't yeah. in it. Who knew that there was something not right about right. the whole thing? Now, um, it, it, it jumped straight into Iron Man 36, and I'm not, I'm, I don't think we need to recap the whole issue because no, it's very yeah. quick. Yeah, I mean, I'll sum it up in one sentence. Yeah. It, it, I, can, I can easily do that. And it's um, the first four or five pages, basically. Right. Yeah, it, it ends with the heroes and the villains fighting again. Uh, Daredevil actually ends up winning his fight, which is yeah. cool. His heart's and, in it this time. Yeah, his heart's <laughs> in it. And then they just go their separate ways. Yeah. The, 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 I read the whole issue. Issue 36, it's just Iron Man. He decides it, you know, finding out. This is where we find out that Madame Mask has got two Yeah, you know, two he has a whole thing about of. how he's angry that Iron um, Man's getting in the way of his love life. So he's right. going to go be a, a billionaire. So this, hap- this is exactly what has happened to Daredevil in several issues where yeah. he decides to just quit being Iron Man and focus on Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. But then something happens where he has to go back to being Iron Man when Ramrod shows yeah, up. Yeah, Ramrod. So he gets back into his Iron There's Man. There's another alien or like cosmic... <laughs> villain that comes out of nowhere yeah and then they have a little fight at the end and it ends in a cliffhanger but that so that wrapped up the series overall i enjoyed it i like the scope of it i Mm -hmm. like the flow of it i like the creativity of it remember this all come from 18 year old that's pretty Mm -hmm. uh, that's you know there is one other thing in in the fight i thought you'd uh you'd like this i wanted to mention that um how daredevil beats capricorn capricorn tells him you know i'm a karate master and you don't have a chance against me and now I'm going to use my famous karate blow where I'll blind you. And he hits him in the forehead with a karate chop. But it didn't work. It didn't work because Daredevil was like, clown, and just takes him out. Yeah. Um, and then he, after they fight, Spymaster escapes. and um, uh, But they capture the, the Zodiacs and Daredevil basically gets a lift home from Fury. He gets, mm-hmm. he gets to fly back home. Um, and yeah, as you said, Iron Man fights Ramrod, yeah. <laughs> which is... I have no, I have nothing for Ramrod. This is a podcast about Daredevil, not Iron Man. We don't have to discuss no Ramrod. We're not going (laughs) to do Iron Man. (laughs) Uh, So the last issue that we're going to go over in today's podcast is issue Daredevil 74. It's called In the Country of the Blind. Yes. And this is another standalone. Right. And this has been overplayed. Uh, People go blind. Yeah. And Daredevil is able to, it's, you know, win like by not funky, being blind because everyone else is blind. Yeah, he, he gets a little team of blind people. Yeah. To, it's like an A team of blind people, people right. that help him out. At, at the beginning, Daredevil's dreaming, and I thought this was cool. Uh, in the dream, he gets hit in the head really mm. hard, and all of a sudden he can see. Yeah. And we don't know that it's a dream at this point when we're reading it. Mm-hmm. He can see. And at that point, we see Daredevil's blue eyes. Yeah. This is the first time, this is issue 74, yeah. Daredevil has appeared in over 80 issues of comic books at this point, something like 83, 84. Mm-hmm. He has blue eyes. Mm-hmm. We did not know that up until this point. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's the first time we actually see his eyes after he got blind. Yeah. 
it was, and it was just for one panel, and it's only because he was dreaming. And then he's woken up by Foggy pounding at the door. Yeah, and Foggy is, is blind. blind. Yeah, and uh, there's it's a sequence where he's like. I had no idea that your life was this bad. Matt. I'm so <laughs> I sorry. I I, I, I I know what you're going through now. It's horrible. <laughs> so Matt take Matt takes him to the doctor, and the doctor's he's, like, he's, he's you, the you, best eye doctor. Yeah, the best eye doctor around. He goes, you know what? It's just stress. You've been working really hard as DA. Yeah. Uh, just give it a couple days. You know, rest your eyes, and everything will come back to normal. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, okay, so that's he fine. Goes, okay, I'll take you home, and then. Matt changes into the Daredevil costume. Was like that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. There's no right. way this is stress. And he turns kind of, out the whole city has gone yeah. blind. And this is I, I thought this was funny. The people are going blind, and Matt puts Foggy in a cab. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm. I well, um, we find out that they go blind because similar to the Batman Begins storyline, mm-hmm. uh, these, I don't, I think it was just a bunch of goons. They didn't have a leader. They, no, it was um, just a bunch they, of They goons. poison the water supply. Yeah. And whatever they put in the water, these chemicals make people go temporarily blind. Yeah. And they did this so that way they could go commit crimes and stuff and no one be able to stop because nobody could see them. Yeah. So that's why I think people go blind at different times. Maybe that somebody drinks you know, water later in the afternoon versus yeah. in the morning. Someone didn't brush uh, their teeth that morning. Or- right. So, <laughs> so Daredevil um, ends up, as you mentioned earlier, teaming up with a group of yeah. um, blind people. It includes the woman who overheard the goons right. crying and pouring the water into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was kind of weird. The he he gets into how he meets the the gang of uh, his gang of uh, plucky blind folk. Is he gets hit by a um, a crook called Smasher, and the group they call themselves the committee, um, the gang of these these low rank crooks who have blinded everyone, um, and he, he takes Daredevil out and leaves him there, and they walk off, and this this uh, this black blind guy helps mm-hmm. him up, and says, "Come on, we're going come to the police precinct," and they get there, and like the police are panicking, trying to help people. There's lots of blind people there, and he says, "Look, we're the only ones who aren't panicking. We were already blind," and they introduce themselves now they introduce um there's doc tinker there's dutch potter cindy black guy doesn't get a name <laughs> that's funny cindy doesn't get a surname but black guy doesn't get a name at all that's funny. so it's like oh this is the gang of blind people don't now, worry about him d- did they know they didn't know that daredevil was blind no they just so, say everyone's gone blind except for you for yeah it's like that's that's weird yeah um so Obviously, uh, they end up taking down the group of thugs. Yeah. And the next day, the blindness wears off and everyone yeah. can see again. Yeah. Hallelujah, all is good in the world. But they are. He, Daredevil is helped by um, by the, the plucky gang of blind yeah. people, including a, one of them cool firing. A, yeah, they have a catapult. They fire a catapult because the, the crooks are so loud. They know when to <laughs> they hit can, him. Um, so, yeah. That, it, it, was, it, was a, it was definitely... Uh, it was a decent standalone yeah. story. It is an overplayed thing, yeah. like I mentioned before. It's a nice cover. Right. It, it is. Uh, and there's a couple of cool panels where you see like cars overturned because people are blind and yeah. driving. And um, So, yeah. So that covers the uh, issues that we're going to talk about that's today. It. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good one. That was, that was us getting into Gene Conway. Jerry. What's his name? I always forget. Jerry. Jerry. Thank Jerry. you. It, my my grandma's name is Jerry. Oh, okay. Spelled G. Well, it's, it's Geraldine, but yeah. they spell it G E R R Y. So I assume it's Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. I, at one point, I I got it in my head that his name was Gary Conway, who's an actor, and I was trying to read yeah. up on him, and I was like, "What? He was an actor? What's going on?" But Jerry Conway, eighteen-year-old Jerry Conway. There you go. Um, so overall, 
you know, a, 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 a decent group of, uh, of issues. The Tribune yeah. was fun. Uh, you know, like we said, we talked about, you know, there were, they're really showing what's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the whole protesting Vietnam at the time period, we had a nice little crossover with Iron Man, mm-hmm. which had a, which had a, you know, ton of players in it. Learned some stuff about Madame Mask. Uh, had a had a kind of a forgettable issue with Tagak and and Opar. O- Opar and Quantha, Quantha, yeah. whatever. Whatever. And then and then the <laughs> one off with uh, uh, Daredevil and his blind buddies. Yeah, the the yeah. blind eighteen. But you know, as we start, it's going to be interesting to start reading these as we get into the later seventies and mm-hmm. the eighties and. Yeah. Obviously, we've already read all the '80s stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just it's it's it's, it's going to be fun to see all of the, um, you know, just to watch as as con- as the content changes yeah. as the time changes. Once we enter the Bronze Age and yeah. and then get into the Modern Age, it's, it's just going to be fun to see how it flows and yeah. and how the characters change specifically. Because yeah. this is very much like a, a, a watershed uh, period. There is. There's a lot of Silver Age hangovers mm-hmm. in this one, but you are getting more and more of the Bronze Age creeping in. Do, do you think that um, Gary Conway... Jerry. Oh, that's right. You just told me that. <laughs> Dang it. See, and I just went over the whole my grandma's name, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Do you think Jerry Conway um, modeled his writing style over how other Silver, Silver Age writers were writing? I think he very much... I think what we're seeing is Marvel was so much um, Stan Lee's voice up until this point, and then it mm-hmm. became Roy Thomas's voice. Mm-hmm. Roy Thomas took over and, and really took over a lot of the books. When Roy moved into an editorial role, mm-hmm. the people he brought in are still in his voice, but it becomes like a, it becomes them, like Roy Thomas to me was trying to do Stan Lee's style. Right. And then these people are trying to do Roy Thomas's style. Mm-hmm. So Jerry Conway and um, uh, Friedrich Frederick both have like a, a, there's something there that's like they're right into his tune. So they haven't found their own voices yet. So I think that's part of the reason why you get, right. you get this conflict in, in their storytelling. Like the moments that come through where I think that's them, that's mm-hmm. their voice. I really enjoyed. But when it feels like it's kind of being restricted by Roy Thomas, it's. I felt like it was falling flat on its face. And, 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 you know, I still very much enjoyed reading all of these. I'm really loving it. And Gene Colan has become my favorite artist just from, I think he's figure drawing is out of this world and his layouts are something else at this period. Do you imagine if he was writing or if he was drawing a Daredevil book now with today's writers, well, how much different know, it would be? One of the things that really struck me was reading these. I realized how much um, Frank Miller and uh, Klaus Janssen really leaned on his his look. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of images, individual panels that I remember very clearly from Frank Miller and, and Janssen's run where like just simple things where Daredevil was. I remember there's an issue where he goes to see Electra and uh, is in her apartment, and he leans against a desk while he's talking to her, and it looks like Jerry Conway mm. drew it. Um, Gene Collins. It looked like Gene Colan. Gene drew it. Colan. I, Jerry, get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, um, it looked like Gene Colan drew it, and and it's just those little things where it's just like how people's forms are, are drawn in the page and the layouts and. You know, uh, Frank Miller's layouts, are, uh, the, the work that he does with his layouts and the later stuff is like incredible where he uses the, the panels to depict time. I think yeah. Gene uh, Colan uses 
lack of panels and panels to depict movement so much yes. more Yes, oh, he's very good with movement, yeah. very good. It's funny, uh, back in, I think it was issue, uh, I can't remember, whichever issue was John Ramita Sr.'s first issue, uh-huh. I remember that when he jumped on, I immediately liked it. Yeah. I just, John Ramita just, it just hit me, like, and, and reading, you know, issue 18, the first of Gladiator, mm-hmm. and, you know, I... And uh, issue fifteen with the ox and all that stuff. I really, really liked him from the get go. Yeah. And then he ended after like eight or nine issues, and then um, uh, Gene Colan took over. And it took me a while to get into Gene mm-hmm. Colan. And I think it had to do with the fact that I really liked John Romita Senior yeah. so much that I saw I, I didn't appreciate the things that Gene was doing. Yeah. And it also took Gene a little while to figure out his style as well, yeah. too. His first issue was the one with the owl. And yeah. I remember, if you take a look at the way he draws the owl now, or not now, but, you know, in these, he draws the owl in, in a few issues from now. But yeah. if you take a look at the, how he was drawn then versus how he was drawn in his first issue, he looks completely different. Yeah. Um, but now I appreciate Gene Colan a lot more. Yeah. And with the exception of that, those comments I was making about the, the, the panel or the images coming out of different yeah. images and stuff. <laughs> Other than that, like the layout of the panels, the movement, um, the way that he shows action, you know, like with punches and, and the, the beams of light and the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and contact when, when something hits something and he was really good. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the questions part, mm-hmm. One thing I did want to say, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but one thing that we can take, we can thank uh, Jerry Conway for. Yes. Well, I assume I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know if he was the one that made this decision or not, um, but at least in the Daredevil book, we finally have a little relief from the exclamation mark. Mm. There's some periods, ah. and and I noticed that. And when you're reading. And, and I don't know if it has to do because he had so much n- narration mm-hmm. that it just didn't make sense having the exclamation point constantly yeah. over your head. But we finally got some periods. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and when you read a, a sentence ending in a period, it's so much different. <laughs> so uh, I just I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. I thought that part was mm. pretty cool. No, that's, that's true. I didn't realize that, but yeah. So um, uh, why don't you ask me first? Uh, I'll ask you first. Yeah, okay. you ask me first. Let me see what I have here. Just don't ask me anything about Tagak. I won't Tagak. ask you anything about Tagak. I have I have a couple of questions, nice. so let me pick Go out. For it. You can ask me a couple, too. Okay. I won't um, bite. All right. Um, in the uh, issue 71, if an I offend thee, mm-hmm. um, who is the... Uh, the editor at the Daily Bugle that Matt calls to place oh boy. the. I have, <laughs> I have no idea who, who who the editor is. He is he a character I should know? No. Oh. I I feel like you should, but it, oh. I don't think I've. Does never, he ever pop up again that you know? I of? don't remember oh. him popping up. I, I no can't idea. remember if he'd been there before. I'm going to do a little research on that. But what was his name? His name was Nick Dillman. I bet you anything he was there before. Yeah. Because they do like to have some. Remember that one issue where. Um, uh, with the jester, mm-hmm. the, the guy that... Oh, do I? Oh, of course you do. <laughs> um, where they tied in something that happened in Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. just in a panel, yeah. saying, you know, oh, he's dead. How did he die? Well, you need to go read Spider-Man to figure it out. Yes. I bet you he plays a part as, as that. Uh, you got any other questions before? I, I do, idea? yes. Okay. I got one more for you. All right. Um, uh, where, where did I put this one down? Uh, here we go. Madam Mask's real name. Do you remember it? Does it start with a C? No. It was. This is Invincible Iron Man 35. She mentions, uh, she says, when I was 
when I was before before I became Madame oh, Mask when I was I don't know. I've only read a few of her things and like I said the uh, yeah. the, the, the from a few years ago the uh the, the, Hawkeye. Hot, the, the Hawkeye stuff mm-hmm. was so good with yeah. her. Uh, but I don't know her actual name. Whitney Frost. Whitney Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that now. It's a good name. It is a good name. Yeah. Whitney Frost. I don't know if it's if it's still her as Madame Mask. I mm-hmm. don't know. If I don't know. Madame Mask is a like a well, since you asked me two questions, I'm going to ask you two Please questions, do. Jimmy. <laughs> the first one is a fun one. Mm-hmm. The second one is even funner. I I'll be know. the judge of that. No, it's the funnest. <laughs> uh, the first question. The Tribune, uh-huh. his belt that we yeah. both liked that uh, Daredevil took awesome. off uh, or that he destroyed. What was the name of the Tribune's belt? Oh, dearie me. Um, it had a name. It and, did. and when it was being taken off, he was like, no, the... Ah. And he says the name. I have no idea. The the Barry Zappomatic <laughs> Seven or it was the Dominator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a jerk, isn't he? <laughs> it was the Dominator to dominate people. Yes, of course. And then this this is the real question here. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah, it's not a name one. It's uh, it's not what issued was the price changed. Yeah. That was, oh, that that was good. <laughs> Come on, that was good. That was good. So we mentioned how the High Priest of Ankh or, mm-hmm. or Ankh yeah. uh, did something to stop Daredevil or tried to make Daredevil get into the fight. Mm-hmm. So he intervened by, by doing something. He sent something into the, fl- into the fight. What did he throw into the fight? God, I just read these. Why can't I remember? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, oh, this is why we should go weekly because my mind is... Um, I have no idea. Okay. And, and they say what they are in the text. Mm-hmm. Burning flakes. Mm-hmm. So he threw all these burning That's flakes. Right. And, and then... Um, it kind of flashes and, around his face. And, and they talk about the burning flakes. Mm-hmm. They compare it to a fireball snowstorm. Mm-hmm. That's so right. Burning flakes, yeah. Yeah. I remember the panel now. <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't one. think he'd done it. I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Matt Murdock saves the day again. He does. With Matt Murdock saves the day by first not caring, yeah. and then caring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, the, this was fun. This was uh, fun. Uh, we'll we'll be back hopefully next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you know how to reach us or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Uh, JJ do DD um, podcast. I think is the the Twitter name. And. Uh, Joshua and Jamie do Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's our email. And then you can just search us on Facebook and you'll find our group there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And, and we, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.